Welcome to A Friend of Mine, a series of conversations with some incredible and inspiring women in business from regional and rural Australia. I'm Kimberly Finesse, your host and the founder and editor of Oak Magazine, and I cannot wait to introduce you to some amazing female entrepreneurs who will share with you their experience and knowledge of what it takes to start, grow and scale a successful business. So let me introduce you to a friend of mine. With over 20 years of graphic design experience, Annette McDonald has created the ultimate secret weapon for professional-looking DIY design. What began as an internal tool to take the cost and stress out of creating promotional material for hospitality clients has turned into a tech company that is often compared to one of the most successful startup unicorns in history. After successfully using the software in her graphic design agency, Annette introduced Easel to the public in 2016. The online graphic design and publishing tool allows you to create everything from business cards to flyers to all your social media graphics, all whilst maintaining brand consistency. Annette shares with us her story of launching a tech company, why comparison can be the thief of joy, as well as some graphic design tips to help you project a bigger brand. Meet my friend Annette from Easel. Hello, Annette, and welcome to a friend of mine. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me on your show today, Kimberly. Oh, you're very welcome. It's so great to have you. I've spoken so often about you over the past five years, so I hope your ears have been burning. Ah, thank you so much. <laughs> well, I suppose from the top, tell me, how did you actually come to launch Easel? Yeah, sure. So my personal background is in graphic design. I started my own freelance business about 20 years ago now. So I was mainly servicing the hospitality industry after getting an opportunity to create menus for a bunch of pubs. And that turned into a massive contract that really kept going and growing. And my team grew to over 30 designers and account managers with mostly that one client. So initially, the idea of Easel was more so as an internal tool for us. We had so much work and we just couldn't cope with it. Much of that stuff coming in was really small changes, not major graphic design work. So small amendments on collateral, such as updating a date or a time to a new one and resending that back to the client. And we got to a stage where we were really backlogged with work and we needed something to really help us be more efficient. So I wanted to build a platform where we could collaborate with our clients rather than being stuck in that create a design, send a proof, get the feedback and reproofing cycle, which we were really getting stuck in. So we started speaking out this system. And I have to say that we've got a history of building some software tools prior to this. We've built like our own CRM and we've been commissioned through my agency to build a web to print system for one of our clients, which is kind of like the old school way of clients being involved in updating graphic design templates. So we were really aware of the benefits and some of the development side of things, but what we were preparing for for our internal tool is really not the beast of a program that Easel has turned into today. So when we first built that out for Easel, um, we we had our designers in there and our account managers using it. So when minor changes were submitted back to us from clients, they would do those changes and we would free up our designers to actually do 
what they should be doing, which is design, obviously, and not small amendments. And then a little later, we started onboarding clients, letting them have a go. And really quickly, we knew we were onto something a lot bigger. And eventually, the demand for it and Um, By it, I mean clients being able to interact with professionally designed creations and make changes themselves became something we looked at really seriously, planned out how we'd be able to scale, ensure the platform would be stable and rebuilt that into the real easel. And that's where we've ended up. It's, It's nearly five years since that first stage of our internal version of easel was conceived. And here we are. Oh, and it is amazing. There are so many people that are thankful for it. Had you sort of seen how impactful it was going to be for small business owners though? Look, I I think from the start, it really, we really went quite quickly from it being an internal tool to taking it out to the public. So we knew the benefits and having built that web to print system for a client, we definitely saw that there's a benefit for shortening that cycle of um, sending, like having a a client having a change and getting that change back was really becoming a problem. So we'd seen that benefit for small businesses to be able to move quickly by having access to those templates, whether it was a web to print system or something more flexible like easel. So we definitely saw that, especially with social media, people want things quickly. You know, they're not prepared to say, brief a graphic for their social media and wait three to four days or a week for that to come back to them. They really need to be able to do that themselves very quickly. So that turnaround, we definitely saw that that was needed for small business. Mm, Definitely. Um, And I I think even at the moment during COVID, how quickly businesses have had to move with their marketing materials, um, whether that's digital or even print. Um, Yeah. So something like Easel has certainly made it easier for all of us. Um, I would just love to know how hard is it to launch a tech company and how did you get those first few clients? Oh, it's, I mean, if I would say we were to launch easel without having my agency to start off with I I don't think we would have gone there (laughs) it's been it's been incredibly hard but we really migrated from having existing clients that needed that and rolling out to people that already had that need with us so our existing clients were actually a really big one of Australia's largest hospitality groups came on board so um a group that has over 300 venues, we were lucky enough to, you know, sort of migrate them from our agency onto Easel and we learned a lot from them really, really quickly. And so we had a lot of our existing clients on and being in hospitality, we were also fortunate enough for those clients to be quite transient in their employment. So what we found was they would leave where they were currently working and take Easel with them. So we we quickly sort of grew with people taking us with them, people talking about us um, really like it's been very organic and very quite quick, you know, um, obviously there's comparisons to other tools that also, you know, helps us get in the spotlight. Um, But the tech side of things, it's it's absolutely, it's challenging for me. I don't have a, a tech background myself. It's it's graphic design and traditional print. So it's been challenging in learning that. Um, but fortunately, I've got an amazing team of devs and a fantastic CTO, and I can really leave that in his capable hands to kind of, you know, make my visions happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about, surrounding yourself with uh, people that know um, how to do things that you can't yourself. So uh, when did you realise that you'd made it? 
Look, I I think probably the two times that I've been to social media marketing world. Um, So over in San Diego, I've been the last two years and I, I had a I had some insight that I would be mentioned by one of the speakers there. So I thought, I'm heading over. I'll go and check this out. Um, And that was great. I heard this lady speak about us and it was fantastic. But what happened last year and this year again was I was in sessions where I didn't know the speakers and I kept hearing Easel come up as a favoured tool. So I'm sitting in this crowd (laughs) and, you know, I didn't know these people would be talking about Easel and they're raving about us so I really think you know those sort of moments by myself in the audience when they it's coming up on a big screen with groups of you know maybe 800 people in the room that's really when I went wow you know I you know I haven't paid these influencers I haven't worked with them before and here they are choosing to speak about easel and comparing us to the other big guns out there Um, that's really been you know massive for me (laughs) Oh, what a pinch me moment because um, those that don't know, I mean, social media marketing world is like the event for anyone really in the digital space, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. Well, in in social media, being social media marketing world, yeah, anyone and everyone in social media marketing really goes there. There's all the big names. And um, I think last year there may have been 5,000 or 6,000 people. So it's it's huge. And, yeah, just to, you know, come face-to-face with some of those speakers and meet them after they've they've spoken about Easel, it's just it's phenomenal. I can actually remember um, it popped up in my uh, Facebook feed uh, from Social Media Examiner. Uh, they do like a little um, Facebook Live and Easel popped up as the product that they were, yeah, sharing. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, that's Australian. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Definitely pinch me moments like that when you see, you know, when you don't know, I think that's the best part when it's it's not planned and you're suddenly watching a Facebook Live or, um, you know, you're at a conference and your name comes up and it's like, wow, you know, I haven't paid for this. I haven't planned it. It's not a campaign. And they're just speaking about us. It's amazing. Yeah. Do you see then a increase in your subscriptions? Oh, yeah, yeah, there are definite spikes. Um, anytime anyone speaks about us or mentions us, um, even it's, if it's comparing us to other tools, like people are definitely curious to see why tools are being spoken about. So anytime, um, like, for example, there was a post last night on Instagram from uh, an account in Brazil that has over half a million followers. I would had no idea who they were previously, but they posted about us and Canva and five or six other tools. And, you know, we had a massive, massive spike overnight from from Brazilians. And, you know, it just um, any sort of mention like that, people are curious and we definitely get users and they come from, you know, everywhere globally. And it's it's amazing. Mm. In terms of the back end then, um, what does your audience look like? Do you have any sort of data on that, like where they're from, um, what industry they're in or age or anything like that? Yeah, we do. Yeah. So in, in Australia, our audience is, it still comes from our from our base, which was hospitality and our agency. So that kind of kept on growing and growing over the five years. Um, so Our subscriptions here are definitely in the hospitality space where people are looking for, well, maybe prior to COVID, they were looking for event promotions. You know, they were running um, 
actual events, bricks and mortar businesses that are having maybe a Mother's Day or a Christmas or a Sunday session or something like that, we started building really quality templates for that type of demographic that went out there on the market. So we're quite strong in that area in Australia, but then in other areas, um, we probably we get most of our users from the USA in general. So um, they're more um, solopreneurs through to teams. So we actually we have teams of up to five hundred users you know, franchises and groups like that that really want to lock down their designs. So we've kind of got three buckets. There's the hospitality, there's the small teams, and then there's like micro micro businesses or solopreneurs that really want to have nice graphic design. And we do quite well in each of those buckets. Yeah. And look, there's no excuse for any of us now um, with something like Easel for us to be able to create really on-brand consistent artwork that we can use across you know, all platforms, digital, print, you name it. Absolutely. No excuses. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you've mentioned a few times being compared to the big guns, namely Canva. And firstly, I just think it's phenomenal that both Easel and Canva, you know, are sort of co-founded by women from Australia. But how does that comparison, you know, imposter syndrome, how do you deal with that? Look, it, it can be really challenging. I mean, I it happens most days now. Like it's such a different business being a public product compared to like the graphic design agency that I had previously having those comparisons and also things like uh, requests for interviews and podcasts like this, live shows, videos, and online summits. Like every time one of those requests comes through, I, I get this self doubt lining myself up against the others on the show and their expertise, wondering, you know, what do I need to know? I need to know everything they need to do, uh, you know, that I don't know enough, critiquing myself all the time. But I really need to pull myself back to appreciate that they want my area of expertise, which is DIY design, and keep reminding myself that for others, design is a challenge and not everyone knows about the market leaders, or if they do, that they prefer our style of designer and they just like us better. And comparison can be the thief of joy, but for us, sometimes comparison to Canva can be the thief of joy. You know, you can have your highs being compared and it's it's amazing, but you can really be so hard on yourself with, you know, constantly looking at your competitors and, and comparing yourselves all the time. It's And it can it can break you. So you've really got to learn to, you know, take it with a grain of salt, appreciate it for what it is and move on, you know, keep going. You can't sort of dwell on, you know, the occasional negative um, comment or, or the expectation, I guess. There's a lot of expectations that easel is the same as Canva and people don't realise that we're just a team of eight people you know, that's quite a small team, often smaller than the people that are talking to us, smaller than their businesses. And Canva's a team of, I think, now over 600 people. And look, I think they've obviously done a phenomenal job, but we have to kind of look at where we're at, you know, keep one eye on them, but keep going with our own vision as well, because we are doing well. We've got an amazing team. Like, I'm, I'm very lucky. And I think you really hit on it before. The fact that, you know, you have so much experience as a graphic designer. Do you have some tips for small business owners? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the one big mistake that people make with graphic templates is that they really take them too far away from that original template. So my main piece of advice is to 
look at the templates and find something really close to what you want. That might be, um, you know, an Instagram post with a few lines of text if you want it to be a testimonial or if it's an Instagram story that's promoting a Facebook Live for, for that to already have everything in position and to use that layout specifically as it is. But to go in and tweak the fonts and the colours and the images one by one and kind of keep it exactly laid out in position where it originally is. It's, you know, it's been made by a professional graphic designer and that layout is the most important part of it. So quite often um, I see people just moving things too much. You know, they'll put too much information in, they'll um, change the alignment and doing things like that quickly makes a big mess out of a template. And I just think if you've got a template, use the template as it is if you're not a designer. Obviously, if you've got if you are a designer and you've got that design eye, feel free to move it, but you probably wouldn't be using easel if you are a graphic designer. So if you're not, stick to the template, upload your brand colors, your fonts, and apply them bit by bit, but don't go too far. Just apply your changes, sit back, take a look, and see if it's enough, because usually it is, and you don't need to go changing things around too much. Yeah, less is more and just consistency. Absolutely, consistency. So we've got a feature with um, Easel, which is a brand kit. And, you know, once you put in your colours and your fonts and your logos, we say to use, you know, at, at least a couple of those on each graphic. Like don't go too overboard so that everything looks exactly the same on every single graphic you do, but apply some of that to every design so that there is those brand elements coming through on everything consistently. Mm. Um, I know that when we have uh, small business owners come to us to do advertising with Oak, it's the same thing. You say to them, you know, can you send through your brand kit? You know, what font do you use? What colours? And they're like, oh, I just pick something, Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, out of word or whatever colour yeah. or, I, you know, what whatever looks great. And it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's always, yeah, there's always that little lesson there for them too. So, um, yeah, definitely consistency. And if they haven't sort of found a graphic designer up until the point, that they're using easel yeah at least lock in you know a a header font you know a text font and maybe a fancy font and then just some brand colors and don't move from it that's right that's right and I like that you actually said pick a fancy font because a lot of people don't do that and you'd be surprised that you actually need that sometimes for a bit of a bit of personality you know if you've got a a a fairly standard sort of corporate font it's hard if you want to do something with a little bit more fun to let that you know shine shine through with its personality so having a fancy font is actually a really good tip yeah I love a script font with everything you just never know when you're going to need it um yeah just otherwise it's also rigid sometimes just, that's right yeah, need a bit of personality a in your pocket that's a good tip <laughs> yay I love that Easel has templates that, you know, are more aligned with our public holidays here in Australia. So, for example, you know, Melbourne Cup Day, uh, as well as some really on-trend designs like the collage design I'm absolutely loving, uh, podcast templates, yay, being able to remove backgrounds and some lots of other little things in there. What would be the most popular templates that people are using at the moment? Uh, um, in terms of size, by far, it's our Instagram story. So we've got about a thousand different Instagram story templates now, but they all get a really serious workout. So that's a category that we probably concentrate on building more. Um, but recently during COVID, we've had 
like a really big rush on some safety graphics and posters and things like that we created, obviously for, you know, washing hands and all of that sort of stuff. People may have wanted something a little bit nicer to put in their, in their stories or up in their office or in the bathroom. So that's been really, really popular as a category. Um, and also now that places are starting to reopen, we're getting more people doing things like um, restaurant menus, a really a, a big category that's, you know, having a spike at the moment and, and announcement style graphics. So, you know, we're open and things like that, just, you know, keeping people informed of what's happening, their trading hours and so forth. That's really quite popular. Things like um, podcast templates, I think they had a spike as well during COVID. COVID um, and Facebook Lives and things like that. Obviously, more people were online and, you know, doing webinars and lives and things like that. So they've been consistently popular the last few months. And it'll be interesting to see if that continues, you know, as we come out of COVID or, you know, what the next trend is if, you know, we start going back to events or who knows, really. Yeah. So you've really got to have your finger on the pulse then of of what's happening um, in the community, in the world. Yeah, absolutely. We try and be really, really responsive with, you know, things that are happening. Um, You know, there's different political events and so forth that, you know, we try and make sure that things are covered. If people are asking us for templates, we do really, you know, go out of our way to make sure that it happens quickly so that people have access to what they need to put their messages out there. Now, having been in the industry for, say, 20 plus years, is this something that you think you'll stay with forever? Do you love graphic design that much? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Yeah, look, I do. I I really like, I like a makeover. (laughs) I like, you know, taking a a brand and seeing a small business, um, how how should I say, appear to be a lot bigger than what they are. And I think that's how... I've sort of grown too. I feel that the power of graphic design is so big that you can really, the perception of your business can change so much with that visual, if that makes sense. You know, it could just be you in your little office, but if you have a consistent brand and it's professional, no one needs to know if you don't want them to, that it is just you, you know, you can make the impression of being a much bigger, much more established business. So I do, I really like that graphic design can do that for you. Um, I definitely see myself being involved in it for a long time, but I think realistically, like it will probably be more multimedia going into the future. You know, we'll have to look at video and things like that. So, you know, maybe less static graphics and more, you know, teaching people how to do videos and things like that might be, you know, the next two, three, five years and who knows what, what might, may follow that. Mm. It's just being creative, isn't it? There's something um, good for the soul about it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, definitely would have to always have my finger in something creative. I couldn't imagine going to, you know, an office sort of job or business where it's, yeah, there's no creativity. That's not for me at all. No. <laughs> and um, just before we did go uh, live and start recording, uh, you mentioned uh, print. Well, I do love print and I, I always have. I was that little kid that would go into a stationery store and I would pick up all the papers, you know, with their textures and I would just love looking at all the different colours and all of those sorts of things. And I think it's always been with me. And funnily enough, and I didn't tell you this earlier, but my husband is actually in print and so is his family. So when I met his family at first and they're in they're in Toowoomba, um, he took me to their family print shop and downstairs they have this beautiful stationery store with trays and trays of, 
you know, the different papers and so forth. And I was like a kid in a candy store <laughs> going, you know, I thought this, like, how, how can this be? I've ended up with a husband that has a print store <laughs> in his family. So, you know, I, I don't believe print is dead. It's still going well for my husband's family. Um, it goes well for us. We've still, yeah, absolutely got print, but it's probably going more into specialty print. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, if people are still doing business cards, they tend to do something a little bit more, you know, uh, maybe a gold foil or a spot wet UV, like something that gives a little bit of pizzazz to their business cards or that they're printing so that when they're handing it out, it, it has that extra that extra bit of zhuzh that stands out and less of the stock standard. Yes. Oh, spot UV, gold foil. Like that is my ultimate for um, the banner for Oak on the front cover. Like that's that's my goal. Yes, you can't go <laughs> yep. past it. <laughs> oh, just very, very luxe. I was just thinking some of our listeners are in retail and, you know, adding in that postcard uh, and being able to write something on the back as well. It's, you know, little things like that, those little touches that that really elevate your brand. Definitely. Well, there are aspects of print that people probably don't think about, but there is, you know, there's that packaging, like you say, you know, there might be the tissue paper that you wrap your your package in for e-commerce, or it might be the, the swing tag, or it might be that postcard that you pop into a parcel as well. It's definitely still there. And it definitely gives you that personal touch, especially if you can write a handwritten message on there as well, when you're sending something out, it's lovely to get that type mm, of thing. Mm. I still um, handwrite a little thank you note for all our subscriptions. Every single one, wow. Yep, every single one. Yes, and we do have quite a few, but I just, again, I suppose I'm still at that that early stage of the business where, you know, you get a subscription. It's like, my gosh, someone believes in my product, you know, and being able to do all these little branding elements can really make you look bigger than you are. So, you know, in retail, as we said, you know, those thank you cards, the beautiful wrapping paper, um, some stickers as well, little things like that can really elevate you and yeah, before you know it, hopefully that will um, translate into more sales as well. Absolutely. I mean, think of all the unboxing experiences, you know, if you can get that packaging experience right, you might get free exposure by people doing unwrapping, unboxing for you. And, you know, you start spreading the word a lot quicker just by having that beautiful experience. Yep. Just got to make sure you have your social media handles somewhere. Yeah, um, Yeah, on your marketing materials. Absolutely. So tell me, uh, who is a friend of yours that we need to know about? Yeah, sure. So a really nice thing that's happened for me having this online tool is really getting to know people around the globe. Um, Previously, you know, I didn't have that many friends in the tech sort of space. So through Easel, I've been lucky enough to make some good friends overseas in San Diego and, and globally. And my friend that I've known only for a couple of years. Her name's Yvonne. So she's based in San Diego and we started chatting through our support chat of all places. Um, so she'd been recommended Easel by a digital marketer, came to check it out. She's become an incredible client, an incredible friend as well, and a sounding board, a conference companion since then. We've caught up a couple of times in San Diego in the last two years. So effectively I've spent more time with her than some of my besties here in Australia. So she is askevy.com and she's an absolute gun with automation. So she's helped me a lot that way. She's totally selfless with helping make connections, most of all, pulling me back into line when that imposter syndrome creeps in. So 
Yvonne, Evie is an absolute legend. She's she's a gem. I love her. Oh, and that is the beautiful thing about online, isn't it? Just opens up all these new friendships and of all places to to meet her in a support chat as well. You know, I, I actually really like working on the support chat. People think I'm crazy, but I, I have made some good friends and you get really great advice. And I mean, that's the place where I can talk to my clients. It's like being on social media for me, really. So I'm more than happy to do it in here you know, straight up what's what's going on with the users, what they need to hear and what they need. So I love it. But that friendship in particular is is amazing that has come out from there. Oh, beautiful. So to anyone that needs to elevate their brand, make sure you check out Easel. And honestly, I promise you, you'll lose hours in there looking at all the beautiful templates as well. So thank you so much, Annette, for being a guest on our podcast. And uh, yeah, I just can't wait to see what Easel brings out next. Thank you so much, Kimberly. It's been so much fun. Now, before you take off with all that inspiration and knowledge, we'd love for you to leave a review on our podcast so that we can continue to amplify women's voices in the media. And if you have any questions, we'd like to celebrate a win. You can always connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Oak Magazine AU. I'm so glad we've met and that now you know a friend of mine. <laughs>